and welcome to your backup plan show today my name is tina again i am with your backup plan and i'm over here in vancouver bc i am a creator and developer of your backup plan and a best-selling author of in the blink of an eye just like that your whole life changes just like that quick and so many people say that's exactly how it happens either through an accident or a sickness or a horrible phone call lease. Sometimes a hurricane or a tornado or a car accident. I'm also a financial advisor, an emergency preparedness coach, and I can see the video is lagging today. I talk and my mouth isn't moving. <laughs> Oh, well, let's start over. Um, we're on all podcast platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. Please like, share, and subscribe down here in the corner. If you haven't already, thank you so very much. We appreciate your love. We appreciate you sharing our show today with anyone that is in this topic, Parkinson's disease. You know, this is going to be a great story with real life stories. That's who I interview, just like Dr. George Eckerman here today from South Florida. Um, really amazing stories about, about their life-changing events in their lives, the tragedies, the traumas, the sicknesses, or the accidents. And in the blink of an eye, it, something quickly happens and their life will never be the same. There's something to be said in an evacuation notice, you know, because sometimes no time to all make that right choice. Um, it's not like in a car accident where you say, hold on a second, you can't hit me yet because I get five minute notice. It doesn't happen that way. You know, it just happens and it happens quickly. And we can't make those choices in, in a shock kind of right mental state of mind. And we can't make, we don't have the right emotions and we can't make the right decisions in the blink of an eye. So that's why we created the app so that you have all your details in one safe place in case of any medical emergencies, any sudden death or unexpected tragedy to avoid all of that tremendous stress for you and your loved ones. So it's at the edge of your fingertips. It's easy to use. So that being said, I'm so happy to have you guys on. Let's do our short commercial and I'll see you back with Dr. George Eckerman. There we are. I'm getting good at this now. Welcome back to our show. I have a special guest here today, Dr. George Eckerman from TogetherForSharon.com. And he comes to us from South Florida. Welcome, welcome, George. Thank you for your time and the viewers also. Looking well, forward to you know, we can't say enough about Parkinson's, uh, bringing the awareness out front to everybody. Um, I have a very special quote for you, George, today. I don't have a choice whether or not I have Parkinson's, but surrounding that, non-choice is a million other choices I can make. Michael J. Fox. Someone in the in the industry in the in the world today who's really made a difference with Parkinson's, I bet. Um, but there's still so much more to go. Where did all of this start for you, George? 
Yes, uh, my mother unfortunately had uh, been told by doctors that she had Parkinson's disease over about 15 years ago. Uh, it didn't affect her that badly, except a little stiffness in her left arm for many years. So we were able to, you know, go on along as usual as a family. She lived uh, very independent. She lived on her own. We were able to do her own shopping, her own driving, her own, you know, uh, meeting with friends and going at places and enjoying life. We were all excited because we finally were able to uh, move a little closer, bought her a brand new house right across the street in a different community. And we're hoping for the next 10 years so uh, that she'd be able to, you know, enjoy her grandkids and her backyard on a little lake. And unfortunately, the first time year we moved her in, something happened and it accelerated. She had gone to University of Florida for a study hoping since a lot of things didn't work that she might find some you know, change or not a cure, but just something to help with Parkinson's as we've been through so much. And unfortunately, uh, they changed her medicines and we think that might have had some effect as to uh, her downgrading or downfall, which sounds like a terrible word, but that's what it was. Uh, and from that moment she got back, I actually, that's when I had to get involved. We received a call at 4 a.m. from my father who's in New York uh, my mother was in Florida and said, my mother's outside. It's about 4 a.m. and she's screaming and uh, moving her furniture out of the house. So I rushed over and found her and she was very frightened. She was scared. She thought there were individuals harming her and she was trying to move her furniture out of the house because she was uh, in fear that they were going to destroy it. So I, I calmed her down and I rushed her to the emergency room. And then they, we found out that if we didn't bring her that day, she would have passed away. She had a urinary tract infection, but also other signs like uh, dementia was setting in and the Parkinson's and it always, uh, you know, overwhelming. So uh, the only thing I will never forget that day or that night is when I was going back to pick up a few of her things, I found uh, a few notes throughout her room and they were names of people who really weren't there. So she had, you know, was already getting uh, dementia and uh, signs of not being able to understand uh, like hallucinations or comprehend what was going on. So from that moment, you know, on, I had to take over her whole life from her banking to, uh, it's very tough to explain to someone that you're not allowed to drive anymore and it's for their own benefit. So that was where the journey for me started as a caregiver. And a lot of times, a lot of the Parkinson's awareness we do is, of course, to remember, uh, you know, your loved one, but we also have to remember the caregiver. So that's a whole different topic, but uh, that was, you know, how this started. Absolutely. Caregiving is such a difficult job because the disease of whoever you're caregiving for is changing, right? Like you're difficult to know, well, is that normal? You know, like it's it's really hard to know what because it's changing so secretly underneath that it just comes up all of a sudden like you found. There's probably other signs before that, that I think the word can only say afterwards because you didn't see it during, right? Yeah, the toughest thing is that there's no training for that. You know, you just throw them right in. It's uh, like they say when you become a lawyer. They throw you in the room and you just go at it or any field, but you don't have, I never even knew what a caregiver was or let alone knew that I would have responsibility for my mother. The good news, if there is any good news is that she was like my best friend. 
we're very close. We spoke about, you know, four to five times a day, uh, you know, unlike I've heard other individuals might not, but uh, that was a good reason because I you know, knew her well. I knew how to try and care for her, but she was also not the easiest to, you know, to help because she, you know, again, when you're an independent person your whole life for almost 69 years, and then here you have your own son trying to take care of you. It's not something that you ever thought you would do when you're, you know, in your retirement years. No. When did you, when do you think she first initially had the disease? You think when about, do you remember it starting? Think, what age was she? She could have been around 50 or Sorry? 55. She could have been around 50 or 55. But to be honest, it wasn't such a, again, life-changing thing. So we didn't really understand it. I never really even thought of asking much about it. I thought maybe she just didn't. She Again, she had like stiffness in her hand, but she could still do things. So it was really not something that we thought was uh, urgent. Plus, I never heard of Parkinson's. I didn't know what it was. I only got extremely uh, involved, you know, when I had to start taking care of her to see we tried everything you could dream of from different doctors to different remedies. To even uh, Florida allows the license for medical marijuana. We tried like literally everything because in my life, I always want to never regret anything. So you think that if you've tried everything possible, at least you've tried your best. But unfortunately, with that disease, there's nothing, uh, you know, just there's no cure yet. So we uh, just to get a little bit into why we started the website, uh, when I was a caregiver, I called a few organizations. Michael J. Fox was one of them, but they're national. So they didn't really have anyone local to speak to. Then there's the Parkinson's Foundation and the American Parkinson's Disease Association. And out of all the organizations, they provide great support on the phone, but only one of them, the American Parkinson's Disease Association, actually showed up at our house. They couldn't offer much because she was already, you know, had uh, accelerated the Parkinson's. But it's nice to know that there are people out there that they have, it's all volunteer, but they do offer programs for people who aren't as uh, late in the disease or stages. They offer, you know, things like uh, boxing and different types of uh, music, therapy and dogs, animals. So it's really nice to know it's out there for others. But at that point, unfortunately, it was too hard for us. My mother was then put into a the uh, end of life care, which was odd because you always think of that as, you know, they only have a few days, but now they have care for a year or more. But the problem is with that is once you do that, and we needed it because they give you nursing support. I'm not a nurse. So she had, I mean, bags of drugs and I didn't know how to do that. But the second they start that, unfortunately, they don't believe in physical therapy. And that's the only thing, in my opinion, my mother or other Parkinson's patients have is hope that through the uh, you know exercise and physical therapy, they can still at least have a normal life. Parkinson's affects everyone differently. With my, I can only talk about my mother, obviously, because that's my experience. But I know there are people who have Parkinson's right. and actually can live for many, many years. So my mother had no other issues medically at all, like zero except the dementia that came soon, but she had no other medical issues. So she literally only had Parkinson's and dementia. And it's a rare, it could be rare, but that's something that I think should be looked medically into more. But uh, the, but when she lost the physical therapy, she also lost hope. And that was the hardest right. thing even today to talk about. What about um, if we start from the beginning, what are the signs since you've really 
been full born involved in it, what would be some of the signs for listeners that that they could, you know, that might be one of those triggers I should look at at that or I, I you know, just questionable things that because does dementia always fall with it? Like, is that part of the process or is it just with your mom? Yeah, yeah. Since I'm not a medical doctor, I don't not too uh, into the medicine behind it. But at least with my mother, I know that a lot of it was rigidity, uh, rigidity, like uh, hard, you know, difficult to move things. Uh, but the neurological was the worst. So she, again, she started having hallucinations. She thought she saw family there that were really in New York. Or uh, and then the worst is that she was a very peaceful person and quiet. But she got a little aggressive because she was so frustrated. Uh, but it definitely changes a person entirely. From but a lot of it, I believe, is more neurological. So. It must be very frustrating in their head when you think about it, right? Because they were used to doing that all of a sudden, like switch, like I talk about in the blink of an eye. You know, the switch that you wish you could turn different directions, um, but there is no switch for them right. so it must be very frustrating in their head and she always kept saying is, she wants um and with she michael always... j fox don't they shake too like because you're trying to is it because you're trying to move a body part no i think it's uh involuntary tremors they called and with michael j fox again i'm not you know i'm not with him but he has it more external yeah so see it but some individuals, like my mother, have more internal. So you actually, they might be having it, but that you don't visually see it. And that gets even more frustrating. Oh. They have surgery, and they have surgeries for that, where it affects the brain, and it's called the uh, the specific ones like DBS. But we didn't have. You know, not everyone's a candidate for that, and it's also something that. And how did they know, find it, George? How did they uh, through blood work and? Stuff, uh, we went or? to many, many doctors, and they just do a physical exam and you kind of weed out the other issues that could be. And then when they're, those are not, you know, apparent, then that's what's left. Uh, it's still such a interesting disease and not a good one, but uh, a lot of individuals, you know, still today don't know what it really is. Uh, a lot of the doctors, unfortunately, are neurologists, but they can't do much. I always said it would be tough to do that job because you might have medicines to help calm it down. But you, again, I actually, and sad, but I took, one of her doctors, because we tried several, because we didn't know if you know one would be better. And I pulled right. him in a room and said, "Is my mother? You know, how long does she have?" And he couldn't say. A lot of the time, they just don't know, and it's not their fault. It's just uh, this is the kind of disease it is. It's there's no answers. If I had to rename it, I would call it, you know the no answer uh, disease in a way, which is uh, it's, and it's horrifying because again, I, I'm a list person, so I'd write lists of what to do, how to do it, where we can go who to turn to, but I was uh, at the end running out of my list and every single day there was something else. We also wouldn't have time, but the healthcare industry is a tough conversation. We tried, we went through about 10 to 20 uh, nursing organizations and then they're more like, they're not real nurses. They're uh, people who are hired to care, like caretakers, but uh, not family. And uh, we had to fire many of them because they just weren't qualified or didn't really care. But the problem is, too, uh, my mother with her neurological issues thought they were harming her. So we had to put video cameras in the house. We had to do a lot of other things that you just never would have dreamt of. And then we did catch one 
unfortunately, uh, ignoring her. So she had to have 24 seven care, which got expensive. We were spending over $12,000 a month. So, you know, and we always swore we wouldn't put her in a home. Oh my goodness. If you put someone in a home, you're not really sure what's happening or who's watching over them. But we had to replace each person, each company. Finally, at the end, after a year, we found some incredible people, but it was the last two months and it was, uh, you know, they became like family because the, ter- you know, the caretakers are with you 24 seven. They, and they tr- truly also, cared. Imagine that. <laughs> and I also had trouble because, you know, you also have a career. So my own work was suffering. I probably didn't sleep for a year. Luckily I had a great support system. My wife was fabulous and was helping with the, the children, but and she would come and bring the kids. We we're all close, which was good, like distance too, not just uh, family close. But uh, at one yeah. point, she didn't really know who my daughter was. She thought she was uh, hugging a towel on the bed. My daughter was in the room and didn't really understand what was going on. And she thought it was her you know, grandchild. So things like that kind of are etched into my brain forever. And it's like some of the, we always try and think of the good memories, but some of the bad ones you need to discuss so that even for your own mental health. And there's just a lot of things, you know, that uh, go on. And I think this really helps you and your wife as well as by spreading awareness um, afterwards. It's part of the grieving process and, and, and it's very healing, I think. Yeah, that's actually yeah. how we, um, we got. Oh. Yeah, that would, that would, that's how we got into why I decided to start together for Sharon. It's a little story. I'll try and do it quick, but we actually, I want to mail you one. But we oh, have you have these. lots of time. No worries. See, this is a oh, yeah. band we made, and inside it just says the memory of Sharon Ackerman, and it just says uh, the uh, Parkinson's awareness, and it says together for Sharon. But we basically, the story is, you know, we it was all unexpected. So my mother passed away on one one twenty twenty. And I, we were having a funeral. So I thought there'd just be a few people showing up to remember her. And I'm the kind of person who likes to give something just to thank them and give just for memories to remember her. I thought there'd be like five or six people. So we made a you know a group of these and gave them to the people at the funeral. Luckily, it was, I mean, it was nice. There were a lot of people. I have the speech on our website for her. But uh, it was very a heartfelt and horrible day. Like I'll, I almost, uh, I've spoken in front of thousands of people and I'll never forget how hard it was to speak yes. uh, that but uh so we left and my at the time my sister-in-law's boyfriend took a picture and it was just uh, it was like uh, it sounds fine but it was just this see? just like it, it was on his hand and without his picture so i thought i don't know what it did that but in our society a lot of people even though they're online and social media they like to be private so I, when he sent me that i thought Maybe this would be something interesting for other individuals who are going through it that might be want to, you know, wear it. And it uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, somehow went viral. And we were getting like requests around the whole country, even Canada, uh, where you are, I believe, and uh, yes. just asking for a ban and saying they have family or they're going through it. So we started sending them. And uh, again, uh, people would just send, I have it on the website, but thousands and thousands of people. We're sending pictures of their hand with the band on in different backgrounds, like from the mountains to Disney World. To, and it was just incredible. We ended up paying for everything, my own family, out of our pocket. We don't believe in me. This is not for money at all. So anything like donations, we don't take anything. goes right to one of those three organizations we talked about. But uh, we do it all. We also donate $1,000 a year in her memory. 
we've raised over like sixteen thousand dollars. It's only been you know a few years, and we you know it's a, it's not easy in this economy with you know COVID and things to get, uh, fundraise, but uh, we just want uh, we want to find a cure for yeah. other people. But so this went viral. Luckily, it's kind of slowed down. I would like to mail you one for free, but uh, it's just a great feeling knowing that other people remember her. Uh, a few months ago, we we still try to do walks, so we're involved with the. Uh, we did an American Parkinson's disease walk, and we have a table, and we handed out a, a few hundred bracelets to people. People come up to me, and it's just uh, that's where it feels great in a way. But you know, they're crying that knowing that other people are out there, but they're going through what my mother went through. So it's a very eye-opening thing. It makes me feel good to be able to be out there and be with other individuals who are want. You know, and the only thing I tell them is just remember, we're, there's always going to be someone like us out there, the thinking of you. And then the website itself is really just uh, for, I put videos to learn about what Together for Sharon is. It tells my mother's story, my story as a caregiver. And again, we don't accept anything to us. I actually had a gentleman give us $5 cash for a ban. I rushed, I rushed home, donated it into the American Parkinson's and gave him a receipt and everything because again we're not here for that we're not actually uh, any organization we're just a website i decided not to become like one of those foundations just because of the taxes and it gets so very complicated but you know the only purpose of it again is to remember my mother and we hope that uh, we can get her story out through amazing individuals like you and podcasts and your viewers just so that they know they're not alone well it's bringing awareness to everybody because, you know, I hear about Parkinson's, but I really don't know if my mom had it, you know, or, or your sister had it. Well, how do you know someone has it? Um, is it the stiffness or the soreness or like, how do you, other than going, I mean, medically, you have to get checked, but just everyday symptoms like is it their mind that starts or is it their body parts i mean like, the, easy, yeah, the easiest and saddest is if they are shaking like we mentioned externally that's pretty much one of the big signs but like you said my mother had a rare because she just had the sniffness in the left arm and she couldn't really write much or use her hands and it was more like a mystery so i think what they do is you you know you go to the doctor and they try and rule out other things with testing and and this gets again more medical and that's not my expertise but that's how we found out and you're right like uh, some days i wonder if it was even parkinson's because uh, there was no 100 percent guarantee that's what it was but she she was tested for everything else she didn't have anything and then she did have a lot of the signs uh, problem is once the parkinson's adds with the dementia and the other issues and there's just so many drugs that they're taking i can't imagine any of the drugs are really healthy obviously some of them are needed uh, but again, we're trusting the people we went to and uh, their diagnosis and their medication. And you have to also, when my mother was sick, you have to hope that the nurses and people are giving the medicine in the right time. It's just so complicated that it's uh, impossible, really. The whole thing is uh, very uh, sad. <laughs> and and when what drugs passed, work and stop uh, working and changing mother, and all that stuff. When she passed away, I had like several garbage bags full of pills and things. And it just makes me oh, uh, no. a little sad because it's like, I can't imagine that helped. A lot of those pills, I yeah. think, just kind of maintain you and try and reduce the tremors and things. But 
the great thing is we do have good innovations out there and technology is better every day and you know the researchers are getting even better so hopefully and i heard five years ago they might have a pill you just take and that's it so that's what the hope is like in a few more years they'll have a cure but again we could just hope and then again i think if we had more awareness that we would have a cure already that's just my opinion but i don't think enough people i'm going to take myself as an example Unfortunately, my mother didn't get it and I didn't get thrown in like that. I don't think I would even know or have the time to learn every disease out there. So unfortunately, this affects the families, the people who have it and the caretakers and the individuals who are really amazing out there like podcasts and to share the message and to get more awareness. But one thing is when all these individuals, the thousands wearing my band or the Together for Sharon, that again, we get for free. It's, uh, it's really spreading the awareness and uh, it's just amazing. I have to limit it now. I can't mail, you know, some people want That's funny, lot. isn't it? Yeah, we only <laughs> can do one. Even Canada, I don't even think I can send it. It's so complicated, but, you know, there's, uh, I just it wish, is. You know, yeah, I wish I could reach everyone, but, uh, you know, just sometimes you've got to just be able to do what you can. That's why the website. It's, it's hard to send to the United yeah. States in it. Yeah. going back and forth to Canada or United States. It's both in the same. Um, what do you, what, speaking with that, you've spoken to a lots of other people and families. What other symptoms have you heard people talking about? Yeah, the major symptoms are really just uh, the inability to even walk after a while. That's why they like Parkinson patients to move, you know, the big thing is the move, you know, they have actual days where you get up and everyone but what do you do to their legs. Do you, have you heard, have say you heard what it actually does? Like you say, you can't walk, but is it soreness or, or what? Yeah, it's every, unfortunately, it's everything. It's from uh, almost feeling like uh, she was uh, worn down. She was always, uh, you know, tired, but a lot of this also is from the medicine. So they give you all these, you know, medicines that affect your body, but a lot of it also is to calm the tremoring down. So if you are shaking, it helps to not shake as much. If you have internal, it's the same, uh, you know, be able to move your arm and your hands. Uh, it, again, the biggest thing they always advertise is boxing, you know, dancing and things or movement. So the big key is to keep moving because they have seen signs and in other individuals who uh, do these things, uh, kickbox, not kickboxing, but regular boxing and for Parkinson, they have uh, music. I've One thing I actually just started a few months ago is I've tried to find individuals in my community who have programs for Parkinson's and I've been interviewing them. If you go to our website, togetherforsharing.com and just go a little bit lower to the front page, homepage, you'll see a little bouncing picture, I think, and press on that. And I was really lucky to meet an individual and she runs a, a boxing uh, for Parkinson's right locally. And she's told me some, uh, they worked you know, more than I do with other individuals. She said people who never worked out their whole life are working out more and they're feeling a little bit better. And they, when they join these groups, it's not just about the boxing, but they meet other individuals who are going through it and they all become a family. They end up spending time together and it has, improves their quality of life. So I think the biggest key is the quality of life, the support. You know, some people don't uh, have family at all. So it's important to get out there and have support and awareness. But my mother only had, you know, really us. So she didn't have that. She never really, she actually yeah. would tell me, if you met her, she'd say, George, don't bother with all this stuff. <laughs> she was funny like that. But, uh, really? You know, 
Yeah, she uh, would say, you know, you'll be with the kids and work and stuff. But I think uh, we're doing some good things trying to help others. Well, you know, Michael J. Fox really brought it in the limelight. I, I'm not sure what his first signs were because I think it took him a really long time to have it diagnosed as well. And Ozzy before. Osbourne is more coming oh, out. Oh, and of Ozzy it. Osbourne has it. There's a lot of actually famous people now with it. That, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'd rather hear no one has it. I'd rather hear there's a cure. It might be too late for our family, but it's not for others. So that's yeah. why I continue to fight and advocate for awareness. What are some of them that you know? Do you do you know them in your head? Uh, actors Michael J. Big, Fox. Yeah, there were. There's a lot, unfortunately. Some of them. Uh, Trying to think. Uh, there's some sports athletes too. One big one is, uh, you might not know, but Brian Grant, he was a former NBA basketball player for the Portland Trailblazers. He has a foundation called the Brian Grant Foundation. And it's shocking when you see a guy who's 6'8, you know, muscle, muscular guy, and uh, he has it and it's affecting him. I actually was on a video with him. He was speaking and you, he stutters a little and he ha he's just uh, kind of, you know, it's neurological. Uh, neurological so, He's slower when speaking. He's still able to function, but as you'll, he's young. But it's uh, if you go to Brian, and you can actually on our webpage togetherforsharon.com, we link to all these other organizations like the Brian Grant uh, Foundation. Uh, my main goal with our website, again, it's not for money, but it's for awareness. So there's different uh, media section where you'll. I'm going to put our podcast up there for good. Uh, there's articles, there's, uh, I've been in magazines and TV station. We were on PBS once. Uh, I just have a lot of different links too, but we linked to about 20 uh, other organizations who have a lot more uh, things than I could even offer from all over the country. I mean, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't believe how big Parkinson's is and a problem in our, uh, Australia and the, you know, Canada has their own, it's called Parkinson's Canada. Uh, Europe. I mean, it's all over the world. It's not just something that's in the United States. Uh, and again, we mentioned, we talked a little earlier. They don't have a reason why people get it. I do think it could be something like the environment. It's not hereditary. My mother lived in a house which was in a nice area, but she never really kept up with it. I guess I wish I had helped her, but it had molds. It had, uh, you know, you wouldn't see it, but it was inside molds. She even had uh, insect issues and she still lived there. Luckily, I was able to sell it and get her out. We went to a brand new house and that actually started when, it's just kind of ironic that in the old house, she you know had the disease, but we thought moving her into the new one would kind of do something and that didn't help. So it might've been too late, but I do think with all the uh, you know asbestos and spraying over 20 years and who knows what the bug stuff today, it's more animal friendly and eco friendly, but I really do think that it could have been something about the environment. I don't think it's the food and things. She was always pretty healthy and in you know, good shape. She didn't work out her whole life, but she didn't really need to. But I, that's something that's an interesting thing to still study that the scientists or researchers still can't say. You know, Sometimes you wish you had just a reason so we can prevent it, but I could be standing here with you uh, 10 years, 20 years from now and have it and get Parkinson's. There's actually also early onset Parkinson's where individuals younger than me get it. So it's all ages, all, and it's really a horrible disease. It's just uh, but we have to, again, keep positive, even when it's tough, and keep hope alive that it's the, that the, the cure is coming. We just need to do things, uh, get up, move around, dance, uh, listen to music. Uh, one thing, uh, before my mother passed, she 
she was deteriorating. So one month she couldn't use her legs, you know, anymore. One month she couldn't even eat anymore. She had a lot of issues with bathroom things, things that we take for granted. But uh, towards the last week or two of her life, and it's if you go on my way, the webpage and then go down a little, we just added it. I, I was really lucky. We had a music uh, therapy and she came in and one of my mother's favorite songs was Memory from the Broadway show Cats. And I went with her to see that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I played I play guitar for about 15, 20 years. So I actually got to play guitar with the phys- uh, the music therapist from my mother. And it was one of the last times she ever was able to speak. So she lost the ability to speak, but she said she loved it and clapped. So that, and then a week later, she for one week, seven days of her life, the last seven, she didn't move. She didn't do anything. It was a... Uh, we don't have any laws in Florida for it's called death with dignity. Some states have it in New Jersey, some states, uh, but some that's another topic. But sometimes we allow our animals to suffer less than our yeah. human beings. So we that was a torture because we didn't know when it would be time. But for seven days, uh, it was uh, you know that was it. Yeah, because you don't really know if it's going to be seven days or seven months or how long that could progress to, really. Um, I guess your body shuts down. Is that it's sort of like dementia where your your brain yeah. isn't telling and, the uh, organs what to yeah. do, maybe? Or I don't really understand it. You can never prepare for it. But like I said, it affects everyone differently. So some individuals, you know, might have Parkinson's and not pass away from it. They might have something else and then they passed from that and then they also had it added on. But my mother medically, yeah. unless the doctors, you know, they she didn't have anything else. Um, so I'm going to take a quick minute. Um, Dr. George, <clears throat> excuse me, Dr. George Eckerman's information is down here below in the description box. I think you just have to um, press the last word. There'll be a little dot, dot, dot and you'll get the description box come up. And please like, share, and subscribe to our channel. We'd love to have you over here. Have great um, guests like George on our show with different awarenesses. Uh, We talk about different traumas and tragedies, and we would love for you to share uh, with your loved ones. Um, Or if you know somebody that's suffering with Parkinson's, perhaps there might be something that uh, George says that, you know, might just mean something, might trigger something, might help you in some way for to, to help you. So um, that being said, with our halfway point of getting, making sure that you know where George's information is on his website below, togetherforsharon.com, um, with, with Parkinson's awareness, it's kind of like cancer awareness. And, and things like that. It's very, it's a secret killer, I guess. Is, is, do they call it kind of, do you know? No, I don't, that's the thing. Again, some individuals can live for you know, a long life if they're doing the right, uh, or have the right uh, medicines and doing the fitness and moving around. So they, it's a very tough disease because again, the biggest uh, lesson I learned, it just affects everyone differently. What would you say the ages range for from and to like 30 to 90 kind of thing at where it can affect people? 
Yeah, I hear more of the uh, old elderly, but there are groups uh, on Facebook. You can, I think Facebook was a great support system. There's a lot of groups if you type in Parkinson that I actually met uh, early onset, it's called. And those are individuals who unfortunately have uh, gotten the disease at age 30 or 25. And they're, uh, you know, their whole life now has to be changed, but they are. There are people, there's one individual, I believe he's like a big competitor and uh, you know, almost like the Olympics and he has it. So there are people breaking ground to you know, say, I like the fact that if someone tells you something, you still fight, you know, you never give up. Uh, and then you can tell, you can make them wrong, you know, make the books wrong, make the doctors wrong. But you always have to keep up uh, the hope and keep fighting because that's the only way we can't just give up. Unfortunately, again, my mother, when she started declining, it was in a way too late. So when the American Parkinson's Disease Association showed up in my house, really nice lady, she brought pamphlets and said, we have these programs. But my mother was kind of already, uh, you know, not able to walk. So it's hard to do, you know, we did some boxing in her wheelchair, but it's still, you know, you gotta do a lot of things to be able to do that. And unfortunately, except for me, she was a little bit alone. Sometimes if you have a spouse and things, you might do a lot more, you know, activity or, you know, they'll get you in and out of there. But a lot of this depends on the family and the setting and that individual. Uh, it's not the same for any but one person. Oh, really? How long can it go from and to I like, think with this be, disease? Do you have any idea when you've spoken to people? No, I mean, a lot of the individuals I meet could be around 60, but it's at all ages from 30 to 40 to 50. But it seems like a majority are, you know, 50s and up. Like my mother was probably 50 when she found out. And that's so young still to, yeah, to have I mean, such she, a debilitating yeah, disease. She, passed, she only lived till 69. And I... In my brain, it's kind of, uh, it is unfair, but I feel like at least if she was, you know, 85 in our technology in 2023, then it probably would, it would still be sad, but I wouldn't be as crushed. But I feel like we were robbed 10 years, uh, you know, and then even after some holidays, we leave a chair for my mother. Uh, and I always, every year on her birthday, I light a candle for her. That's uh, something that we do, but you know, you always want to, this stuff helps though. So I want to thank you again and your viewers, because even being able to discuss it is telling me that someone out there, even if just you learned about it, it means the world to me and my family. And, you know, Nash, I know she'll live on again through you. Um, especially through, well, I'm, I mean, it's great when celebrities, not great for them, but it's great for celebrities to bring it to the forefront yeah. because we are unaware of these strange diseases that are out there and parkinson's you hear it as much as you hear the word cancer but we for me i'm still not really sure you know what are the signs it's like cancer what are the signs well it's always different um but i i think with ozzy osborne um i didn't know he had parkinson's but had he had parkinson's for a long time do you know or yeah, I, think they only, I was going to look it up. I don't want to. Uh, oh, good. With Parkinson's. I just, I never did this, but we're live, so it's fun. <laughs> with Parkinson's. Might as well, right? Yeah. Because like, uh, I think it, it's just bringing more awareness to, to people. And Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the big one is Muhammad Ali. That was one of the most, you know, 
Yeah, he's one of the most popular, unfortunately, in our whole history, even more than Michael J. Fox. But Alan Alda is a very famous actor. I don't know if you remember from Match, Alan Alda. I actually met him once in New York. But uh, yeah. unfortunately, there are individuals. And there's a, let's see, Linda Ronstadt. And uh, she's a musician. Oh. But uh, those are just some of them. Neil Diamond. He actually, they said he just stepped away recently from touring. So you can see what it does. He can't, you know, perform his concerts anymore. And then again. That the wasn't big... Glenn Campbell. No, was maybe. Janet Reno. Remember, I actually met her too. Janet Reno, she was uh, political. And then uh, Michael Richard Clifford was an astronaut with uh, uh, NASA. So those are, uh, again, not to go on too long with that, but. Unfortunately, there are some, but not some, and even Muhammad Ali, I mean, who knows, he was, you know, in a horrible boxing career, was punched in the face, obviously, as part of the job, so I don't know, yeah, that, that does things to your brain, you know, getting, yeah. you know, like the Concussion, you know, yeah. that's scary too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so there are a wide variety of different types of occupations for people. It's not like it's just sports or it's not just, you know, one type of thing, I guess. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't it, to see it so wide spanned. Musicians who are creative and use their mind and and their talents. And, and I, I, I don't think anybody would have exited more than Muhammad Ali, would he? I mean, there wouldn't be anybody there that would do it that much. And I think he was, uh, they, he was probably diagnosed very, very late. So it wasn't like he was able to oh. really promote it and things, or not promote it, but, you know, gain awareness. They have foundations on now. He has a lot of amazing children who also fight for a cure. So, you know, that's the best thing is, you know, like you mentioned, you know, notoriety brings a little more attention than something I can do. So I try to have a webpage and get on some podcasts, but I don't reach the amount of people that those individuals do. So, you know, everybody can make a difference. Well, that's for sure. And you don't have to have the disease or have family with it, but, uh, you know, every little thing makes a difference. And there's actually supposed to be a Parkinson's Foundation uh, walk in April here in Florida. And I heard a rumor that Michael J. Fox might have one, which would be great because it's bringing, we've never really, I'm in uh, South Florida. You think this is like a huge uh, town and cities and uh, we don't, there's only one organization that I've even seen that has done anything, uh, the American Parkinson's Disease Association. A lot of the groups, unfortunately, are just, you know, volunteer. They do great things, but they don't have the funding and they don't have the manpower or the female power to really make a uh, impact to be notoriety. So uh, I try to go to everything that I see, but especially with COVID, there was nothing. So they had some virtual events, which was nice, but so we would go on the whole country. There were a lot of people, like thousands of people. They would do little videos, and people would were live, and they would, you know, start moving, you know, for the to get going. But it's nothing like real, you know, being there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think dementia took Sharon? Do you think in the end, uh, or do you think it, it was Parkinson's? A, could be a mixture of everything. Not a big. Uh, I don't know a lot of knowledgeable on dementia. I mean, again, I think that they all, all of them together, plus the medicines, definitely were the you know result of it. But 
I think maybe if they had the right medicines, the right uh, individuals caring, you could probably, again, live longer. But we just, and we tried to have the best people, but sometimes you hope, you know, you're going to doctors, you don't know who's the best, who's good. We tried six or seven. No. We actually ran out of doctors. I mean, she went to everyone. So we just thought maybe someone else would know. So we even went to like a local college because we thought they would have the best, but that doesn't, you know, mean anything. So they're neurologists, all of them. But there's not much they can do except, you know, medicine and then refer you to some, uh, you know, some, some organization like the ones we work with to, you know, get moving, physical fitness. Right. I don't know. How so many the only thing do. that you've really come out of all of this is movement, exercise yeah. is that's the Parkin one Parkin big thing. Yeah, Parkinson's Foundation has a yearly or quarterly event and whether it's virtual or live, and it's literally called moving day. I used to think there was something in college where you're moving in, but then I realized it's not what yeah. it was. Uh, everyone in the country joins together online if it's virtual, on in a live if it's in your community, and it's just a day of fitness for the individuals who are going through Parkinson, and it, it brings smiles to their face. It brings them hope. If they see other individuals with it. They meet me. Uh, knowing that we're out there and it's just uh, you know and funny because i go to these events we don't ask for money we don't ask for anything we just ask to remember my mother and that they know we're there so i look odd because it's a lot of pharmaceutical companies trying to you know tell people about new innovations and then it's me just standing there with my purple shirt just handing out the bands for free and it's uh, some one person didn't want to take. They thought I was trying to sell them something. But uh, I'd say out of 100 or 200 people, 199 are really like, uh, it's great to just talk to them and meet with them even for you know, a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you say she was in pain in the beginning? Is yeah, it a she had a lot disease? of uh, It's not that, it's the other thing. She also said she had fibromyalgia. That's another issue. I'm not a you know doctor on that, but that was causing back pain. So yes, I'd say everything just continues to come. Your body just kind of uh, just loses out to all these uh, things. And when you're attacked by any disease that's neurological, you're going to see a lot of uh, problems and it just, just continues. She, we even think the last month she might have even had a stroke, but we weren't sure because she uh, just lost part of her like ability to move part of her face and her oh. eye but they they said it wasn't a stroke so it's like everything i thought you know again i'm not a doctor medical but everything we thought it was just every day there was another thing it was really tough because not and more for her but i wanted to help her and it's just uh, horrible as a caregiver knowing that you just be trying everything but there's not anything else you can do it's frustrating isn't it it's that's the number one so, word. Yeah. Um, you had mentioned uh, that there might be a documentary about Michael J. Fox coming out. Yeah, I could be wrong. I thought I saw something. It was uh, just recent. But, I mean, he has already done a lot of interviews, you know, on national television recently. Uh, you mentioned, too, how amazing his wife is. And I agree that she sticks by him. So, again, as a caregiver, I'm... I'm a son, but she's a wife, spouse, and you have to go through things and knowing that, you know, one day it might not be there and it's just horrifying that you do your best, you know, you do everything you think you can. You're always positive and support your loved one. 
and that's all that we, you know, they can ask for, but yeah, she's a hero. And I, I'd like to reach out to those caregivers out there because it's, it's a grieving process that's very different from when they're actually gone. It, it's, it's hard to get through those times because you're grieving because you know it's coming to an end, but you don't know when. Right. Um, and that's really, really tough. Super tough. So what kind of final message would you like to give the listeners? Main thing is uh, if you have a minute just to share and to visit together for Sharon.com. And this is, you can even have it on the, you know, the phone. Uh, if you see here, it shows my mother's story. It'll oh, cool. move to my story. That's our little mascot. I uh, never got to meet my mother, but, and then there's the band. But uh, we, uh, on the website, if you click on the top, it talks about us, uh, our stories, talks about how the band's idea started. And then there's a link for donations. But those go, if you look to the uh, three organizations we spoke about, the Parkinson's yeah. Association. They don't oh, there's a link to them? And everything. And then there's also a partnerships button. And then there you'll see a bunch. Actually, I talk about dystonia, dementia, and other research that's out there, and uh, fitness and how moving for support can uh, for the cure. There's also things about walks and races and uh, music therapy, movies. And then finally, at the bottom, you'll see uh, media. And then uh, you'll see a, I've actually all our articles, and I've been in magazines and things. But... The last thing I just would like to leave the viewers and thank you again for your time is that no one's alone. They're never alone. Uh, like you said, that you're just a little phone call away from some help. But uh, there's so much out there. I hope that our website at least can bring a little of it together. But again, know that you're not alone. And although I might have lost my mother, uh, my dream is to just have her remembered and that know that everyone else out there fighting Parkinson's, that we're fighting for you too. So thank you all again. It's been an honor and pleasure for your time, and I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much, George, and your family, because I know all of you are involved. Even your kids, um, I'm sure, have really learned a lot through this whole journey as well, and you're yeah, keeping her legacy alive. I actually asked my older daughter, does she remember her, and she does, and she actually helped me start with the band. She would have pictures of her helping me put them in envelopes and things. I hope one day... And I'm not here that she'll continue the song. So. Yes, we need people like you out there, especially with these hidden diseases that we seem to get. Well, I wouldn't be successful. And not sure how or why. Or... I wouldn't be able yeah, to do without Absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't be able to be able to do without you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's why we're here. <laughs> Hopefully. But that's why we're here. Um, so that on a on a final note, I don't want to leave, but um, perhaps in the fall we might have uh, uh, Dr. George Eckerman come back, and I'm sure he might have some new information of because he's working so hard in in that field. And we love to have you come, back. George. Um, would love to talk about Parkinson some more. It's something that isn't talked about enough. And if you're in the Parkinson's family, whether you're a caregiver or just uh, doing a podcast, we all become family. So that's the very last thing I wanted to leave on. Never alone. Yes, thank you. And you're you have a big Facebook group um, on yeah. Facebook. So 
been able to reach over 10,000 people from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to LinkedIn, and it's just me. So if you do write, it'll just be me responding. My wife does help, but we're not a major organization. We're just, uh, I'm just a son that misses his mother. And, uh, you know, just yes. even doing these, it's not always easy, but uh, we just hope that we can remember her and also everyone out there that's the same fight as we went through. Spread the love. That's what I say. Spread the love and awareness to to it. Um, so, you know, we're not Superman. That's kind of <laughs> ironic. Um, but we act like we are because nothing's going to happen, right? I mean, how many how many people can you come across and say, nothing's going to happen, Tina? Nothing's going to happen to me. Um, but as you know, that's far from the truth. We can look at the last five years and shootings in the school, uh, streets, work accidents, car accidents, overdoses, the pandemic, not to mention the crazy wars and natural disasters that wildfires and floods and hurricanes that are around the world today. Don't forget to smash that like button down below and um, share this video with those that you love. Um, subscribe to our channel if you already haven't. We'd love to have you. And if you are thinking of that special someone right now that's on your mind and you haven't told them how much you love and care about them, please pick up the phone. Please knock on their door. Um, FaceTime them, Zoom time them, whatever it is do something to reach out to them and tell them how much you love and care about them today because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And I don't know why I've gotten so white. <laughs> it's so strange. Um, that being said, we always end with Carol Burnett because you know who Carol Burnett is, George. I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started, and before you know it, comes the time we have to say so long. So stay safe, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. We love to have you. Thank you, George, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing, helping people around the world. Expect the unexpected, and be kind, and stay safe. See you next week. Bye for now.